to Reality Entertainment presents the Think Tank Podcast. Starring your host, he's a podcaster, photographer, filmographer, writer, conspiracy fascist, entrepreneur, explorer, color commentator, picky eater, beer ninja, secret agent, and the world's most influential humanoid, he is Ryan the Area Man. And now, coming to you pre-recorded from the very secretive D2R Studios, deep undercover in the world's deepest, darkest, most secure, Hadron Collider and Nuclear Bomb Tested and Approved Doomsday Bunker, here is Ryan the Area Man! What's up everybody, I'm Ryan the Area Man, this is the Think Tank Podcast. Thanks for uh, tuning in, downloading, subscribing, rating, reviewing, all that good stuff. Uh, We greatly appreciate it, and uh, yeah, if you want to support this free entertainment, this this uh, audio file that you just downloaded for free, you can go to thearyaman.com, click the sponsor tab at the bottom right, then the Amazon banner at the top of that next page. Uh, buy whatever you were going to buy at Amazon. Um, Amazon kicks us back a small percentage, helps pay for the podcast, get new, uh, new microphones, new uh, cords, keeps the lights on in the studio, all that good stuff. Um, all the things we need to continue to give you entertainment and information. Uh, that's one way to do it. Another way to do it is support our sponsor, our other sponsor, phoenixbeardoils.com. When you're there, you can learn all about the different fragrances they have, why you should be using the beard oils, and, uh, yeah, good stuff. Um, You can, uh, once you you decide uh, on a certain fragrance or fragrances or the uh, sampler pack, and you go to the checkout screen, you enter the promo code D2R. That's the letter D, the number 2, the letter R. You uh, will get 10% off your entire order and a free sample. So, you can't beat it. Uh, go do that. And today, we're going to talk about uh, a crazy, weird thing that I guarantee you 95% of the population has no idea. You've never heard of most of the people in this crazy story. Um, all true, all factual, all backed up with actual documentation um, proving that this is not just some made up weird fucking thing. Like, this is some real shit. This is the true story. Um, I will apologize in advance. I took a bunch of notes in my research on this topic, and in hindsight, as I was going through my notes, apparently I... my notes were... I mean, it was chicken scratch. I was hurrying, taking these notes, and as I'm taking the notes, I'm leaving out certain words to make it quicker so, you know, I can... You know, I'm, I'm trying to take notes as quick as I can, and uh, I don't know. 
I, I, I get the, the gist of the whole thing out, and I think you can understand. You can follow along, but uh, I have a hiccup or two here, here and there, trying to understand my notes. So uh, it's not like, uh, it's not horrible, but I just want to apologize that, uh, you know, it, I, I, I could have uh, done a little better job taking notes. That's never been my thing, taking notes, but did the best I could. Um, what I will do, uh, what this is, is it's a, it's basically a book by Edward T. Haslam. That's uh, H-A-S-L-A-M. That's the last name. Uh, you can look that guy up, or you can just go to uh, uh, DrMary'sMonkey.com. That's D-O-C-T-O-R-M-A-R-Y-S-M-O-N-K-E-Y.com. So it's spelled out, drmarysmonkey.com. And uh, this will take you to, this is Edward Haslam's website. Uh, it takes you to the, like a book, where you can get the, uh, you can get signed copy of the book. There's a shit ton of links of interviews this guy has done. Um, you can get the audio version of the book. Um... There's interviews of other people involved in this story. Um, and there's links to all kinds of stuff. There's tons of other books he links to, tons of interviews, and more information about this basically backing up his story. And obviously in his book, uh, all the information, there's tons of uh, documentation uh, proving and tying it all together. It's it's a crazy story, and I don't know. I, I don't know what else to say. Just listen to the episode. Bear with me as we try and get through this whole thing. And by the end, I promise you, you will be enlightened, shocked, wowed, and like, I don't know. I don't want to go so far as to say jaw on the table in front of you, but uh, if you've, you're not blown away by the end of this episode, I, I don't know what it's going to take, because uh, this pretty much fills in a, a lot of the, uh, the missing holes in the last 60 or 70 years that, uh, 60, 70, maybe even 80 years of... Uh, shit that's transpired that we've questioned and just don't have answers to and now we have answers to or at least a lot more of the gaps and holes filled in by this uh, by the work that this Edward Haslam has done and it's mind blowing when I first found out about it I was like jaw on the floor so hopefully the uh, same effect for you and, uh, yeah, check it out. See you on the back end. Hello, my friend. Yo. What's up? So I called you here today. You did. 
This is woke it. me up from a deep sleep. Yes. I finally get sleep, and you call me up but and hey, get your ass right over. Yeah, it, like this isn't even our normal podcast. I know. You're like right over, right over. Get the fuck over right now. Yeah. And so here uh, I am. Here you are. Four thirty in the goddamn morning. Well, Dave, I got some crazy shit I came across. Yeah. That I have to let you in on, and the listeners. I can't sit here and talk to myself all the time. Just most of the time. Well, for my intros and outros, I do. But I I got to tell you about this shit. Yeah. Have you ever heard of the author Ed Haslam? Uh-huh. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you about... Uh, this guy has written a book. Okay. It's called... Uh, well, hang on. It's a really long title, but... Uh, Is this like some Jehovah Witness, come no. eat God shit? Like, have you read the guy that read this book? No. What Let's see. What the fuck? Don't, uh, don't judge yet. This is... Where the fuck is the thing? I just want yeah. the goddamn title of the book. Isn't that it or that's not it? No, that's not the title of the book. I want the... Here it is. What the fuck? Alright, the title of the book. Oh my god. Dr. Mary's Monkey. How the unsolved murder of a doctor, a secret laboratory in New Orleans, and cancer-causing monkey viruses are linked to Lee Harvey... Assassination and Emerging Global Epidemics. Okay. Edward Haslam is you the author. Kidding. That's a huge fucking well, title. the title is Dr. Mary's Monkey. Then that's kind of like a subtitle right. thing that they do. But I don't understand why they need to have such a big subtitle. But I think the reason is so that when you're looking at it, you're like, Dr. Mary's Monkey, fuck this book. But then when you read the subtitle, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, Holy interesting. <laughs> okay. So. <sighs> Sorry, man. I'm going to do a lot. It's, it's early, dude. Should we do this another time? No, dude, I'm ready, man. I'm just waking right. up. Because I don't want this to put you to sleep because there's a lot of information here. No, it won't put me to sleep, man. I just woke I up. I have uh, lots of notes. Well, did you read the book? I have these notes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's just Where do, do you this. think I got the notes from? Um, your ass. Okay, no. I got them from Dr. Mary's Monkey. Do you have it? The book? Yeah. Yes. Can I, can I borrow it? No. <laughs> I'm going to give you my notes. That's fine. I want to read it. You can, yeah, you can read my notes. All right, well, let's go through the notes. <laughs> right, let's quit fucking let's around. And, uh, I'm not fucking around. I'm we can, serious. We can, we can do the book I'm intrigued. Later. Later. We'll talk that. I'll, All right. I'll order it on Amazon. Anyway. The, uh, this Dr. Mary I speak of. Let me go back. No, is that a man or female? Dr. Mary? Yeah. Really? Her well, Mary's her first name. Okay, that's what I'm trying to figure out because, you know, doctor, usually like Dr. Smith is their last name. Yeah. Well, her, her Dr. Mary Sherman, I okay. guess. Okay, so... We're talking, she's born in 1913. She died in 1964. Let me just go down my notes, and you can ask questions or be intrigued as I uh, tell you stuff. Okay, Dr. Mary Sherman, she was an orthopedic surgeon in New Orleans. Uh, she went to the University of Chicago. She died in the summer of 1967. They ruled it kind of a... Wait, 67? Or 64. Okay, Sorry. that's what I said. Well, there's your first typo yeah. right there. Yeah, okay. yeah. I, I probably... Sometimes my sevens, like when I do my... Like I, cause I was yeah, writing fast and I was fast, taking right. these notes. Okay. Yeah, my... my It's chicken scratch. So okay. I'm probably going to have a hard time making sense of my own goddamn notes here. But the story's crazy. So that's the gist here. Yeah, I know. Okay. Uh, so originally when she died, it was kind of... She was like uh, it was like she was burned. 
like she was burned or whatever in her apartment and it looked like she had like set herself on fire or whatever they kind of ruled it like a mystery uh, kind of but they the way the newspapers and shit back then Sorry. and uh and like the police or you know right. basically what the public knew was that this woman had died in her apartment she was missing her arm and she had like was kind of burnt like she had been lit on fire but it was kind of ruled a mystery like they don't know how she died okay um then you got uh let's see so then there's this guy at haslam his dad worked with her so when uh his dad was also an orthopedic surgeon they kind of worked together and uh, same offices they were they were close friends like this guy had known this mary sherman this ed haslam that wrote this book and so when it was announced that like she had died or whatever it was like a big thing for this family well so years go by like 20 something years goes by and he's like her death yeah okay yeah like she's dead 20 years goes by he's you know i think he was a kid when when she died and so he's now in his let's say he's in his 30s or something at the point he decides he's gonna start like something just doesn't didn't never seem right on this so he decides to go get the police report and start investigating on his own because it was kind of ruled a mystery like was, an unsolved murder but it was implied, you know, it was implied that she had kind of it wasn't it wasn't ruled a murder it was ruled unknown cause of death or, okay. or burnt or whatever you know whatever mm-hmm. so he started he, he got all the information f- he like went to libraries and pulled all the like the old newspaper articles of all the newspaper mass m- or not mass media but the, you know the, the public story and then took the police reports and and interviewed uh people that were like had investigated it back then and all that and then compared the two and there were two completely different versions here shit that was in the police report was never reported in the newspapers Mm. it's like the newspapers now we're talking back in the 60s 60s, uh so it's not like that long ago but obviously they were telling a different story already what year did uh, President JFK get shot? Sixty-three. Okay, that will all tie in. I know that's why I'm just curious of how how closely it's related because of the name in it. Yes. So I'm just she thinking. died shortly after, but her death, in a roundabout way, has something to do with his death, but not directly. No, I know. It's I know. So I know. indirect, but it all leads up to the same thing. I think I briefly mentioned this idea concept to you yes. a few weeks ago, but then I, I've done a bunch More of research, research into it. it. Okay. Right. So, turns out, according to the police report, her arm was missing. That was reported officially. Uh, the newspapers reported she was set on fire. Police report showed that her, her arm was missing, had been disintegrated. Her rib cage had been disintegrated. What the fuck? Now, bones don't just disappear. Don't don't burn if you just like lit somebody on fire. They don't just burn. It would be your your skin and all that. Her hair was still intact, like nothing had hmm. no heat, no flames, nothing. Right. Hair's the first thing that's probably gonna catch on fire if you're lit on fire. Mm-hmm. It's gonna you know you're a woman. You have hair. I mean, uh, her hair was untouched. Everything in her apartment was untouched. The only part was the part that 
on her bed where she was at where the disintegration of her arm and like rib, rib cage, cages, only those parts of the bed were were like burnt. So it was very strategic where the burn happened. happened right. Very weird, right? Okay. So the, uh, let's see. Um, the investigation only lasted two weeks and and was shut down from higher-ups within the police force. They said, we're done investigating this. Just rule the mystery. Call it quits. Moving on. Back up. Okay. okay. Right there. Lots of questions, which mm-hmm. is what kind of stuck with him, which is why 20 years later he decided, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. And it was his dad that worked with her, right? Yeah. Okay. yeah. So And he knew this woman. He was, he was just young. a child. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, now, uh, what it was that she, let's see here. Um, there's, a, there's a connection with this. Uh, she was working... At this laboratory, there's a it, it's a it was a five million volt machine. Jesus, um, it, it was a linear particle accelerator. Okay, so now we're talking like some crazy, crazy shit. So she was working with this type of machine. We'll get into what she was doing with this type of machine. Um, basically, it was the medical version of the Manhattan Project. You know what the Manhattan Project was? That was the atom bomb. Yeah, the creation of the atom bomb. Yeah, okay. Just, yeah, yeah. So this was the medical version okay. of... Okay, so this machine would have been the medical version of the atom bomb, which was the Manhattan Project, but right. this didn't have a project name, at least that I have in my notes here. Um, the linear particle accelerator was a radioactive device to mutate monkey viruses. Okay. Are you still with me? Yes, I am. I know it's choppy, my information here. I'm going yeah, over my notes, though. It's good because it's tying into what I'm studying in school right now. Okay. Is HIV. Ah, well, HIV. Well, but it's it, kind it, of. HIV not. was mutated by yeah, monkeys, yeah. so. Yeah. Or monkey viruses, so I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, it's I'm weird. Okay, and, and okay, well, we'll, we'll, you'll see. Okay, so then everybody remembers polio. Yep. I'm sure everybody has a, uh, a grandparent or father or great grandparent at this point. Who had or know somebody that had polio? Right. I actually still have people in my family that are alive and have polio. Not like severe, but they still they have it. They were diagnosed with it and have it. They're still alive today. Uh, seems crazy. Yeah, I was just going to say, that's nuts. They're old. They're like in their 90s. So, you know. Now, polio was in the 1950s. Um. They they had vaccines. Um, let's see. They uh, released a vaccine from 1955 to 1963. Obviously, the same year. Yeah, Kennedy was shot. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see here. Now we got uh, they. So part of this vaccine that they were they were trying to develop to cure polio. Um, they. It was uh, it, it it came from like um, just trying to look at my notes real quick so I don't fuck this up because I want to. You can research all this stuff obviously by reading this Man. this book. I'm just trying to give the. It was grown on monkey kidney cells. The so they the cure for polio. Well, yeah, they were using monkey kidney cells. Okay, that's where they grew to it. grow okay. this okay. or or whatever the, the 
the, the fucking antivirus. Well, it was part of like they would get it from the kidney cells from monkeys. Okay. Okay. Uh, when I think what it was is they would give the monkeys polio, and then they did. I can't see. That's where I fuck up every time <laughs> when I try to do this shit because it's so it's so complicated. Yet it makes so much sense when it's explained by the guy who wrote it originally mm-hmm. explains it all. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'll do my best here. Um, we'll, we'll struggle through it together. Um, my notes. I, I should just read my notes, as maybe that will make more sense. I don't. Know. Yeah, just read. Your when notes. removing polio virus from monkey's kidney, every other virus the monkey had was in the vaccine. So what it was is they would, uh, it was, they used the rhesus monkey. You've heard of the rhesus monkey? You've never heard of the rhesus monkey? Okay. Well, there's this rhesus monkey, and the blood in the rhesus monkey is the most similar in its makeup to humans. Humans' DNA? Humans' yeah, blood. Okay. Um, I'm surprised you've never heard of that. No. You would think I do because I like rhesus peanut butter cups. Not that kind. Okay, um, so <clears throat> I think I think the rhesus monkey. You remember that movie called Outbreak or something like yeah. that? I think there's some tie in there with that you know virus that they're doing in that. Yeah, I think it's like a loosely based minus the whole polio thing. Mm-hmm. But anyways, mm-hmm. um, there's people that have a, a certain type of blood that it's like a it ties in with the rhesus, and, and it's it's one of those rare blood types that, like, is most needed. It's like, right. whatever the fucking rarest blood type is, it's, like, basically I, almost identical, I think, uh-huh. to the rhesus. It's really weird. There's Isn't like this, O negative, I think? Is? I, I forget what it is. There's something, there's that, there's that connection, but they also have the, the closest blood to a human. Okay, of all the other mammals, monkeys, whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, um... So what they were doing was um, th- they would do something with this the 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 cells from the monkey's kidney and when they would remove the polio virus from the kidney like these monkeys had other yeah. sh- shit ton of other viruses right, well right. they so when they were removing the kidney and then the cells from that kidney they're getting all these other viruses but they, they didn't know they they weren't thinking of all these other viruses. Right. So when they were trying to like um, put together this this vaccine, that uh, they named it Simian Virus Number Forty, aka Polyoma. You've heard of Polyoma? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So what it was was they had uh, these two ladies. They worked for the National Cancer Institute, uh, Sarah Stewart and Bernice Eddy. They believed. Cancer was caused by viruses. They were shunned and, you know, this is all, you know, back in the day. Right. They were like, no, cancer isn't created by viruses. You guys are fools, whatever. Uh, they were part of doing a lot of these, like, little tests and shit. Tests and stuff mm-hmm. with viruses and cancer and whatnot. Um, so they created this vaccine and they were releasing it to, to people that had polio or. That didn't have polio. Remember, uh, they were doing the whole. 
Okay, so let's let's start with this. There was three versions of polio. There was the heavy, medium, and light. I didn't know that. Is what they call it. Heavy kills and cripples people. Mm-hmm. Uh, light, you get flu-like symptoms, and then there's medium, where uh, you won't get killed, you won't die from it, but you probably be crippled to some extent or have flu-like symptoms somewhere kind of in the middle there without full-blown death. Okay. Okay, so there's that. It's that middle ground, and that's what the people that are related to me are in that medium. They're still alive, but they have it. Okay. Okay. Um, So, this, uh, by the time they, uh, so these, these two ladies that believed cancer was caused by viruses, they're fighting this fight like, hey, there's, there's something going on here with this, uh, you know, based on the research they had done, uh, they kept pushing it, and they were being pushed off like, no. Shunned and yeah, uh, ridiculed. By the, by the time uh, the question was asked, if the virus got into the polio vaccine, 100 million doses of the vaccine had been given to Americans. That's a lot. For, you know. So, like, they weren't, e- like, these these ladies were trying to say something, but they didn't even really consider what they were saying to be, like, a logical question. Mm-hmm. Until after a hundred million doses had been given out. And like, oh shit! Maybe they were right. So, basically, uh, in April 1955. Fifty-five. Uh, Fifty-five. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're gonna kind of bounce around back and forth. Yeah. Uh, with some of these years, but it all kind of ties in. This is just how the guy's book goes. Anyway, that's fine. That's fine. And obviously, it's way more explained in better detail in the book, but I can't read the book to you here. Right. I'm trying to do my best to yeah, summarize no. it. Yeah. Uh, April 1955, uh, March of Dimes announced a uh, this vaccine. It was uh, it was proven to work. Um, even though the uh, government never approved it. Like, so, you know how if you come up with a vaccine now, government kind of has to approve it before yeah, they can start approved by the inoculating it into people. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, the March of Dimes... I didn't know existed way back then. Apparently it did. <clears throat> they had this big thing. We've got this vaccine for polio. It's proven to work because they had tested it on fucking monkeys and rats or mm. mice or whatever. It's proven to work. We're going to start giving it, even though the government never approved it. Um, <clears throat> they tested it on 1,500 to 1,700 children. And... Uh, whatever happened so those numbers I, I, I don't have a notice of what happened I don't okay. think anything happened necessarily to those kids okay but then uh, they tested it on a monkey oh, I think the yeah the, the monkey died um, so then so like they had they had this vaccine they, they tested it on all these kids then they tested it on a monkey the monkey died like almost instantly really why did they test it on kids first I think it was about the same time they did oh, okay. it, which is kind of weird. It's stupid mm-hmm. why you would do it like that. They killed the monkey instantly, but it didn't kill the kids instantly. So then they said, they told the, the government, you, you can't, we can't fucking release this. I know we just announced that we can release it, but we can't release it. And the government's like, well, we just told everybody that this thing works. If we come back on it, like, everybody's freaking out because of polio. We right. can't go back on it. We have to, you know... We have to do it. We have to go forward with this. Right. Which kind of makes you wonder, why would you do something that 
Well, harm. You're not sure, or you're not sure. Right. At this point, they were unsure because they had given it to all these kids, but nothing had really happened with the kids. But this monkey dies instantly. Right, right. Which would be scary. So they're like, "Well, maybe we shouldn't do it." And they're like, "Well, we've already announced it." Mm -hmm. Like the government, like the president at that time, came out and said, "We've got this." You know what I mean? So it would just make them look like assholes. Then I think is what it was. They're trying to save face. Oh yeah. And they're trying to offer hope and all that shit. Right. You know. Because uh, there was an epidemic, mm-hmm. or is what it was kind of considered. Um, so the uh, president of the American Cancer Society, this Dr. Alton Oshner, uh, he was the head of this, this, this laboratory. He was uh, this Mary Sherman's boss at the time. Um, he was, so this was their way to kind of like even reassure the, that this vaccine works. He uh, he decides I'm gonna I'm gonna vaccinate my grandchildren. You'll see that this is proven to work. Everything's fine. He was so, that sure, and he's gonna yeah. vaccinate his kids. So, grandkids. So he he uh, he inoculates or vaccinates his grandchildren. Forty eight hours later, his grandson's dead. Holy shit! His granddaughter has polio. Wow. So the vaccine, complete nonsense. Right. Doesn't stop the rollout. Does not stop. Now this is known. This is like every, right. people know this, but it doesn't stop the rollout of the vaccine. Wow. So you're already like, okay, what the fuck's going on here? But I also don't think it was like mainstream news. I think this was kind of like, oh fuck, let's not maybe let's just not let's put this on like out. page right. eight, as opposed to front page. You know what I mean? Or not at all. Um. The. Uh, Let's see here. Okay, and then, uh, okay, so then what this guy did, this Ed Haslam, he was looking up this Dr. Alton Ochner, or, uh, yeah, Ochner. Um, and he has a he has an FBI file that shows 40-plus years of covert assignments with the Army, Navy, Marines, and in 1959, a, a, a signed um, thing from uh, President Hoover uh, approving him for sensitive for a sensitive position in like dealing with the medical stuff. This is what ties him to being having something to do with this. What we're getting to right, right. Uh, with this whole uh, vaccination, polio vaccine, and and whatnot. So um, he got special clearance from Hoover. Yeah. So and, and this is all in his FBI file. This this shows the sheet signed by Hoover approving him for this thing. So it kind of ties him to this so that you can... It's just a... Kind of one of those things like prove right. this guy, you know, was tied to it. Anyways, um, so they continued with this this vaccine. There was a Salk and a Sabin vaccine, two different names for basically the same concept, same kind of vaccine. Uh, these were in sugar cubes. I don't know if you've ever heard... Uh, oh, I know sugar probably, cubes very well. Probably either your grandparents, I don't know how old your parents are, but I'm sure your grandparents had to take these sugar cubes to prevent the polio vaccine or whatever. So they put these, this sock and the salmon vaccine in these different sugar cubes. And I think you had to, according to my mom, which she she said she had to take these uh, like a handful of different times. She couldn't remember if it was like every year for like three years or, but every once in a while she had to take these sugar cubes um <clears throat> so 
pretty much anybody that was that's in their 60s, 70s, and and older probably had to take these. If you're in your okay. 50s, you weren't born yet, probably. Right. I think right. when this was like she was just a kid. Uh, okay, so um, let's see here. Um, my notes say infectious disease laboratory. On uh, hospital, okay. Um, hmm. Okay, so this uh, there's this hospital. It's it's uh, back then. It was like what would be considered the current day VA hospital, like okay. a veterans hospital. Yeah. But back in the day, they used to be more secured. Like now, VA hospitals, I think you can just walk in. Walk into yeah. But back in the day, they used to be secured. They used to have like. Uh, Marines kind of protecting the property because mm-hmm. they didn't call them VA hospitals, but they were. That was basically what it was. It was for people in the army. The uh, it's like a military hospital. military, yeah. Right. Um, so there was this infection disease laboratory. This little building. It was uh, used to be called the U.S. Public Service Hospital. Okay. But it was guarded by whatever. So they had this little building called the Infectious Disease Laboratory. Um, Let's see. It was uh, that's the building that held this linear particle accelerator. That that's where Mary, Mary worked Sherman mm-hmm. worked with. Um, uh, currently, the building still stands today, but it's in shambles. And the rest of the hospital, which has now been renamed, has all been updated. Everything else is whatever, but this building still remains there. It's in complete shambles and like fucked up. But yet everything else around it's been fixed. So you wonder why they haven't touched haven't this that. particular thing. Yeah. Uh, I think it has something to do with the fact of what's inside there, that linear particle accelerator. Why is it in shambles? Do you get to touch that? I don't know. Be- because it's so many years old. Like and it's not being used. And it's well, it's not up. been kept up. And I think based on, like, because this thing creates radiation. And, you know what I mean? Like when the nuclear... Right things right. when you have you a got, fallout or right. whatever, everything's fucking radiated. Mm-hmm. So like this, this little building is completely like blocked off by like orange, that orange fencing or whatever. Right, the snow so fencing. You're not like going up to it, like it's, but it's there. So it's like they can't remove it or something because of. I'm guessing the radiation. So okay. it's kind of like guarded. It's like a spot you can't touch. Or okay. Something. Um, now I think it's called the Atlas Care Facility, something like that. <clears throat> okay. And then, uh... And this is in New Orleans still, right? <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Uh, so then, uh, basically, here's your, here's your kind of, your tie-in. Now, basically what we're getting at is, the, the tie-in is that these, this vaccine that they were giving to everybody for polio, is they're tying it to that they were actually giving people cancer. Cancer. So, for every 15 to 20 cancer cases every year, there was one case of polio. It, it's like, so, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. Sometimes when I say that shit, it doesn't make sense to me, but yet it does. When I go back and listen to it, it like I do get it, but when I say right. it, it doesn't. But it does make sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what it is is it's uh, it's the soft tissue cancers. 
So it's breast cancer, prostate, brain, lymphoma, and melanoma. Okay. These are all your main soft tissue cancers that people are getting today. Uh, so one in 200 people that that uh, got the vaccine will have a soft tissue soft tissue cancer. One in 200. Yes. Okay. Now, that's like okay. So what this is is let's say your grandparents. Let's just go with that because yep. I'm sure your grandparents were had to some sort of vaccine. Okay, right. they took these sugar cubes or got the, the shot the or shot, whatever, right, which they were given this cancer in this thing. Then your grandparents fucked and had one grandparent family had your mom, one grandparent had your dad. Well, these this this cancer thing is genetic, and it goes through your descendants. So they had your parents. Now your parents had you, your brother, and sister. Right. You, your brother, and sister has kids. They will have it. It's just will continue through the genetic line. So this original vaccine continues down. One in 200 people that took this back then... So you're basically pass, passing this cancer down, really? okay? Um, when they, uh, what activates this cancer, this soft tissue cancer, is radiation. So X-rays, going through the machine at the airport, all these things. So if you start to notice, most people that are getting cancer, I mean, there are people are getting cancer really young now, but that's because. They're they're getting X-rayed earlier and earlier, uh, and they're doing all this shit at the airport where they didn't used to have all these things at the airport right, to go through. Right. So you'll see a lot of people that are in their sixties getting cancer and dying. What's activating the cancer? So these people weren't necessarily getting X-rays for everything and and all this shit up until you know they're traveling. So they're going through the shit at the airport. They're getting older, so they're going and they're they're having. Uh, for their checkup, they have to Get go through some sort of right, X-ray or, right. or s- something where there's that radiation that's then activating these cancer cells that have been put into them that have been passed down genetically from, let's say, your grandparents, mm-hmm. my grandparents. So we all have it, basically. Everybody that is alive right now that's our age, we have these cells. We have them in our now, right? But only, what was it, uh, one in 200 people could have got that bad vaccine, right. the one that had the cancer cells, or where it will activate. So this is why, like, I may not get cancer, but you might. Or you might not, but I will. Mm-hmm. It's it, basically like if your parents get it, you're probably going to get it. So, And it's these x-ray, this radiation thing that's going to activate it. So don't stand fucking super close to a microwave and shit like that. Right. Like. Okay, so hmm. that's what we're getting at. Um, so basically, um, now this is for now they have this this uh, this uh, current day vaccine called Gardasil. You've heard of it? No, I never even heard of that one. Okay, uh, this is for this is to try and I think it's to try and prevent or or help. I think it's to help prevent um, cancer. It's cervical cancer. 100% of cervical cancer is caused by human papillomavirus. One HPV. Out of, 
yeah, one out of 200 people that have human papillomavirus get cancer. So same numbers, basically. Um, so basically what this is saying is 300 million people in the U.S. And, uh, let's see. What the, my fucking notes make no sense. Cause mm -hmm. I, I swear to God, I'm like, take these notes and then I forget to write right, right. a certain piece that helps make this note make sense because right. at the time I'm reading and it does make sense. I have 300 million people in U.S., and one-half of 1% is 1.5 million people a year. I believe that's how many people will die, when I remember, a year from cancer. 1.5 million? A year. Die a year from cancer. Jesus. Right. That's current-day statistics. Mm -hmm. So, of our 300 million person population, and that's obviously a guesstimate. I think we right. actually have more than that, like 320-something million people on average in this country. Uh, so it's one half of 1%, which ends up being one and a half million people die from cancer. So if you do the, the math statistically from the one out of 200, it ends up adding up to that. As you pass down through descendants and average amount of kids and all that, you'll end up with one and a half million people today based on how many people were given this thing. Right. Okay. Um, now, one little other statistic that they okay. So if you look at our mass media on nine eleven, roughly thirty five hundred people died. Okay. On on nine eleven in the thing. Um. On a daily basis, based on these other numbers of just cancer statistics, deaths uh, every day three thousand people die from cancer. Wow. So, in two days, the day of nine eleven and the day after nine eleven. More people died from cancer than died on 9-11. But yet, I mean, cancer's pretty mainstream. Yeah. But the one point he tries to make in this book is it's obviously not mainstream enough because we make a huge deal about 9-11, but it, this other thing is killing way more people. Right. On a daily basis. Every day it's equivalent of a 9-11 happening in the cancer world. Mm -hmm. People don't realize that. That's insane. It's that a lot of crazy. fucking people. Yeah. Okay. Um, and everybody knows somebody that's died of cancer. I'm sure you do. Mm -hmm. Okay. I do. I don't know anybody that doesn't know. If you don't know, I, I, I'm shocked. Yeah. That you don't. Yeah. Somebody out there doesn't know somebody that. Um, okay. Um, so basically, since 9-11, 12.5 million people have died from cancer. Jesus. It's a lot of fucking people. Yeah. Uh, this kind of goes in uh, your whole population control. It, it kind of makes you wonder, did they accidentally fuck this up, or was this intentional? As the What, what makes you think it's accidental is they were, they were trying to cure polio, but shit went wrong. Stumbled upon. And cancer. they, yeah, they end up creating something that whatever. But they also had opportunity to stop. Correct. And they chose not to. A few times, it sounded yeah. like, yeah. So, was it really an accident from the beginning, or or did they actually have an idea of what they were doing? They just, I mean, it, it's, and this is a soft rollout of this information. If So, if they play it off like, well, it kind of accidentally happened, and we couldn't turn back, and we didn't know it was going to end up like this, or did they were like, let's fucking do this, like, yeah, I'm. Because you hear about certain. population control all the time. Yeah, I'm fairly certain they did it on purpose. That's what it seems like. Like, like it might have been an accident at first, but then they're like, well, fuck. 
now we, we this is going to work. We're going to do this. But to me, it, it's too coincidental for it to be an accident and then to keep pushing it. Like like you had said, they they got the two two girls. I think it was right that that discovered the other viruses. Yeah. And they're like, oh yeah, they you're fucking viruses crazy. Viruses caused cancer. Yeah. Like yeah, you're fucking nuts. Is not that's not yeah. true. Viruses can't cause cancer. Yeah. Is what they told these yeah. ladies. And they're like, no, we've like done these tests. And, yeah. And we we're know certain of this. Right. It's doing this. You yeah. Know? So I think they knew. And then they said, fuck it, we're just right. going to keep doing it. Uh, just like they do now. They discredit people for conspiracy theories. Oh, that guy's crazy. Right. But, yeah. And then all ends up being true. Right. You know, right. it might take 20 years, but it all ends up being true. Okay. So, um, so they decide, all right, we're going to, um, they're going to start the secret project where uh, they got this, that Alton Oshner. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in charge of this project. They got Mary Sherman. She's an expert in, in cancer. And they have this other person named Rivera. Doesn't really matter to the story. Uh, it's a bioweapons expert. Okay. Bioweapons? Bioweapons expert. Yes. That's the only Why? piece of that person that you need to know about. Yeah, well, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> they wouldn't need that for something like oh, that. No, they would. And here's why. <laughs> in 1962, Okay. Uh, we had... I, I don't remember. I think it was in 62. We had the Cuban Missile Crisis. Yep. Okay. I mean, I don't remember the year, but I remember the... Yeah. yeah. Well, it was, it, if it, it was leading up to that. Cuban Missile Crisis was around 62, if not early 63. It was somewhere right around there. I think it was in 62. I'm not positive. I guess we could look it up, but it doesn't really matter. Right. point is, it was around the Cuban Missile Crisis. Um, the Russians had missiles pointed at New Orleans, mm-hmm. where you've got all this fucking... Secret testing and vaccination right. sh- shit going on. If you shot missiles on this, and this shit just... It could have got even crazier. Right. So you had this crisis, plus you don't want missiles pointed at your your country. Okay. And then if you remember... Uh, I don't know if you've heard of this. I have, so I, I've, sometimes i got to remember that maybe you don't know as much as I do, or you haven't heard. But maybe you've heard the... Around this same time, the CIA was had all these fucking wacky ideas of how we're going to uh, either assassinate Fidel Castro or kind of make his people turn against him. Have you heard anything yes. about this? Yes, how I, they were trying yeah. to get his beard to fall off. Yeah, to people be like, "What? Our fucking leader's a pussy because the beard's like a manly thing down yeah. in, in Cuba." And and they were trying. They trying. They created some like cigar that would. Look just like a Cuban cigar, and he would smoke it, and then there would be something in the cigar that would kill him or whatever. They were yeah. trying to do all this shit, and they tried all these different things or were testing them, and none of them just worked out. Okay. So they get this fucking harebrained idea. Well, if we could just get him this cancer virus, somehow we'll, we'll, we'll give him this virus, which will give him cancer. Right. Uh, but we need to weaponize this thing. We need this thing to kill him instantly, not over the okay. course of... 30 years or whatever. Yeah. Right, okay. We need this weaponized, basically. This is why you need a bio... Bio weapons, weapons expert. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, in early 1963, they decided to weaponize the cancer-causing virus. Ultimately, to get rid of cash. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Um and that was in 63? That was yeah. in early 1963. Okay. There was a... Uh, now, let's jump to Florida. Okay. 
There's a girl in Florida. She was a high school student. She was 16. Uh, she, uh, at her school, she was, um, they had like, back in the day, they used to do like, they used to have labs at schools. I don't know if they still do because everything's so fucking retarded now in schools. What kind of lab? Like a like science a, lab? Yeah, like a science lab in school okay. where uh, they had rats. And this this girl was giving cancer to the rats within seven days. These, these rats like were going from healthy to dead in seven days with this, this shit she was like fucking testing or whatever. Like, and this is a 16-year-old, so she's kind of like a brilliant mind for her age. Uh, well, the government finds out about this girl, and they're like... What the fuck? Yeah, the, what the fuck is this kid? So they they get, they get fly down there, you know, they send people down there. Uh, they're like, what is this? They, they uh, you know, my principal's like boasting, oh yeah, we got this, and the girl's like, you know, they're kind of like a local celebrity or whatever, because she can do all this shit. She's got like the mind of a whatever. they like, all right, but you can't be doing this shit because of, you know, whatever. We're sh- you need to shut your lab down and let's take this fucking girl. Like, let's, we're going to give her an opportunity. We'll put her through school, but she'll kind of be doing shit for us. Right. Okay. Kind of because they're also point. deciding at the same time we're going to weaponize this thing. This girl knows, she's 16, she knows a lot about this cancer she like studied it or, or right. whatever, and we're gonna take her. Just some so, smart prodigy somehow. Yeah, so they pluck her out of Florida and kind of put her in, in this secret project, but as like a protege. Like she's eventually going to run it and shit. Be a major part of right. this. Yeah, in and, New Orleans. Is that where they? Uh, no, they this girl was in Florida. Yeah, they. No, where did they drop her when they took her? Uh, they sent her to. Roswell Park Cancer Institute in Buffalo, New York. Hmm. Uh, she spends the summer training to do secret cancer research. Okay, so at sixteen, yes. Wow. So then, after that, now her name was Judith Vary, V A R Y. Okay. Um, if you search that name, you'll find her on Google. Her full name is Judith Vary Baker. Like she kind of like hyphenated that, whatever. Okay. Um, eventually, she did go to University of Florida. Um, so she kind of she spent the summer training on specific things that they were going to have her do eventually. After that summer, at like seventeen, right to University of Florida. This is kind of like a like we're advancing you mm-hmm. to the University of Florida. Uh, doing research, and uh, she was doing so. She was doing this research, and then she was sending her reports to uh, this doctor, that Doctor Oshner, uh, who was in New Orleans running the secret project. Right. Okay, so the she has no idea really what she's getting into. She just knows she's studying cancer cells, and, and she's loving and, every second of it. Yeah, because she's like she's on the fast track of like you could be a fucking hero in the cancer game. You right. know what I mean, and that's what she's thinking. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, Let's see here. 100 million, 100 million people with a cancer-causing virus in bloodstreams. Uh, here's, the, here's the hypothetical question. What happens when those people are put in front of an x-ray triggering the virus to start cancer? So this guy poses the question at this point in the 
thing, and it's like, okay, well, we've ran out. You and I already kind of covered that. What happens? Well, you're going to activate all these things because the radiation is activating these things. Okay. Uh, that no, it really should be in a different spot, which is why I kind of covered it earlier. Yeah. Right. Uh, Ten minutes ago. Okay. So then, um, they decide to let's see here. Okay, so she's do, she's doing this shit in, in University of Florida. They decide. Um, that's, that's, I think that kind of all happened right before 1963. Then they decide we're going to weaponize this shit. So now we got to fast track even more. Uh, this guy named Harold Urey. It's U R E Y. You should know how to spell Harold. Uh, <laughs> he also is out of University of Chicago. And what I found, just as a little side note, in researching and reading all about this the ruling elite and all these these like mad scientists and shit like that they all came through University of Chicago just kind of crazy because the University of Chicago is like 90 minutes away and all these fucking mad scientists and shit come out of there well not only that but didn't uh what's his name Holmes mm-hmm. didn't he come from there too yeah that's what I mean like a lot of fucking like Wacky people, yeah, went there. Like, if when, when you like look, I'm telling you, in researching crazy fucking people, like ended up doing some crazy shit. Went they there. all end up having gone through there at some point. Hmm. It's very weird, and 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 you'll notice this. The more you research into these, like the ruling elite, mad scientist, serial killer shit like that, or like Holmes, you'll see they. That that connection, you'll see consistently that they all have very similar, like for instance, like University of Chicago. Right. And it always there's always these little things that all they all have similar similarities. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Different things mm-hmm. in their lives. Why? You know what I mean? This I don't know. It's just it's an it's interesting thing. Okay. So Harold Jury, he's a radiation expert. He ran uh, the War Sciences Program during World War II. And was in charge of the Manhattan Project. The creation of the atomic bomb. Okay. He, uh... <clears throat> he's now part of this secret project. Uh, it says, we need this, this Judy chick. Like, basically, he goes and visits her and says, uh, how about we pull you out of University of Florida? We're going to put you in this fucking, like... So, like, she was kind of part of this project, but then was... But she didn't really know. She she was doing... Right. She did the the uh, the summer of training, went to college, then they plucked her out of college and said, no more college, we're putting you in... We're doing this. Because uh, like, w- we're weaponizing this shit. We need you in this position... Now. Right now. Right. So, she's like, fuck yeah. And... On top of that, they promised her when this project was done that they would pay for her full medical school and she'd, and she could move on and become a, you know, whatever. This is what she's been told and promised, you know, full scholarship. You need to do this project first and we're, we're going to fast track even quicker now. Okay. So now she's going to go get paid and then still go back and get the full degree and all this shit. Okay. For free. Yeah. Uh, so, she decides 
or so, so so she goes to New Orleans. Um, she goes down there now. She's got a big fucking head. She's like, hell yeah! Think about this. Yeah, because you were sixteen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You'd, you'd go down there and be like, you know, any every, any person you'd meet. Yeah, my shit don't stink. Your shit don't stink. Mm-hmm. I'm down here. I'm gonna fucking cure cancer, and I'm I'm gonna be a hero. I want to be somebody. She's down there talking about all this shit, and they're like, "What the fuck are you doing? This is a secret yeah, thing that you're, you're part part of here. We don't need you talking about shit." So they decide we we're, we need to send this fucking like marine guy. Just has just so happens to be. Oh, they're going to send this marine guy down there to... Like, shut her up? Kinda, no, not shut her up, but kind of, like, take her under his wing and keep her, like, quiet until um, they can... They can... Because, basically, when they get her down there, they need to have her... They need to give her a cover job. So, think of, like, kind of spy-type thing. Right. We're going to give you a cover job, so you're going to have this... You're, you're going to go to this normal business... You're going to work at this normal business, but in reality, you're really working on this other thing. Kind of like it's a covert operation right, that they're doing, right. a secret project. But if if you were there, we need people to look at you and say, oh, she just works at this place. Okay? So this Marine they send down there is Lee Harvey Oswald. Okay? Uh, so on April 25th, or, it, it's unclear. Is it 25th or 26th? Apparently it's unclear what date it what was specific day? um they meet at uh like they just so she's at the she goes to the um she met this guy who she eventually married this baker i think it was robert baker or something like that which is who she eventually married but at this point she's not with him but they're like dating but they're like gonna he's supposed to send her uh letters every day so she goes to the post office every day expecting a letter and then she's also writing him letters right. and sending them so uh in order to guarantee where she will be lee harvey oswald goes to the post office meets her i'm so and so i'm here to whatever i'm gonna get you set up with a house and get you fed and all that while we're getting while they're getting you ready for this whatever transition you okay so you basically it's like i'm gonna be your partner here i'm or your handler basically it makes sense, okay yeah. Um, so, have you ever heard the name David Ferry? No. If, okay, if you, if you go back and watch, uh, JFK, mm-hmm. that movie from Oliver Stone, yeah. David Ferry is the character that Joe Pesci plays. Oh, okay, then yeah, I know okay. what okay. So now, yeah, you got kind of got I an idea. I didn't know the name. Right, right. Okay, yeah. But you kind of have an idea of who the... People are. ...guy is. Because right. that whole thing's going to kind of play into this. David Ferry's a, uh... A piece to this puzzle. Okay. Um, uh, Lee Harvey Oswald, friends with David Ferry, introduces Judy to him within, like, literally, like, the next day after they meet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, what the plan is here, the plan is to use the radiation from the linear particle accelerator to ramp up the uh, deadline, is that what it said? Deadline of the viruses, inject them into mice to create tumors kill the mice, cut out the tumors, send the tumors back for more radiation, and that would be Judy's job. Uh, but she must be given a cover job to hide her true purpose for being in New Orleans. So that's that's my note that I took there. So basically, that's what her job is 
going to be, but her cover job. So she needs a cover job because you right. can't tell people that's what she's doing. She's already fucking blabbing her mouth, and they need to shut that down. So her actual job is to do all those things. That's what her training was back in the okay. Um, so the cover job, they're going to give her and Lee Harvey Oswald the same work at the same cover place, story, basically. Right. Not the same cover story, but they're going to work at the same place so that while they're together, it makes sense because they're co-workers, yet they're both involved in this other thing, which we'll get to in a second. So uh, this Judy and uh, Lee Harvey Oswald, they, they uh, go through this employment agency. I do that in air quotes. Uh, and their cover job is at the Riley Coffee Company. They start there on May 10th. Okay? Okay. <clears throat> now, in if people do any kind of research on Lee Harvey Oswald, they'll, all these books and shit will say that he was a coffee grinder and worked for the Standard Coffee Company, uh, which was actually a, subsidiary, a retail sales subsidiary, subsidiary of Riley Coffee Company. Okay. Um... The Standard Company Company was being ran by an ex-FBI agent who, uh, so, so, the, so they've, they've got their inside guy, right. this ex-FBI right. agent. He, uh, the reason they used the coffee company as their cover job was because this guy was running this coffee company. He would run the background checks and be able to get them jobs. Here's the thing. During this time, you're dealing with the Cold War, so you don't want Lee Harvey Oswald's background check to come up with Russian. Right. And then you don't want Judy's background check to come up with cancer, because if they would have done a background check with her, it'd come up with that she's doing cancer research at University of Florida and all this shit. So basically, this ex-FBI agent that was running this place kind of just bullshitted the background checks and... Just to push them through. Just to get them the job. So that's how they were able to do that. And, uh, you know, this is all shit that they do with the CIA. This is the kind of shit that they right. do. Um, okay, so... Uh, oh, and the job they gave Judy was... Uh, she was being hired as the executive secretary to the vice president. <laughs> yet she had n- no... She probably never met the vice president. Sorry, never met the vice president and had no... Um, she had no skills to do that kind of a job. Yeah, no problem. She was doing lab work, not typing. And her right. job would be typing. Okay. Right. Typing, setting up meetings, answering phone calls. Right. She ain't doing none of that shit. Right. Um, so then, let's see here. Uh, Lee Harvey Oswald, he, he lives on Magazine Street. He gets Judy a place further down Magazine Street or near Magazine Street. This is all in New Orleans. That part really doesn't matter. I'm just kind of skimming my notes. Right. Um, so Lee Harvey Oswald will get on the bus on Magazine Street. Uh, further down the route, they'd pick Judy up. They would get dropped off at the Riley Coffee Company. Uh, they both would do work in the morning, and then at lunch, they would kind of just disappear. They would, uh, when they disappeared, they would go to uh, David Ferry's house. Okay. Across the street from David Ferry's house uh, was, and they it would, they named it the Mouse House. Okay, so the Mouse House, uh, there was uh, there was a couple of Cuban guys that stayed at this house. In this house, they had two thousand uh, mice, mice in cages and shit. 
So what it was was this house was basically a storage for the mice. They would, uh, when Lee Harvey Oswald and Judy would arrive at David Ferry's house, one of the Cuban guys would put like up to 50 mice into like a cardboard box, bring them over to David Ferry's house, drop them off. Then what they would do is they would uh, they would kill the mice with formaldehyde, cut the mice open, remove the tumors that because these mice had already been in, right. injected with this thing. They would remove the tumors, uh, throw the tumors in a blender, grind them, uh, filter it, then you know like in the show Dexter they'd take the the liquid of this tumor, right. put them on slides on those little slide things. Right. Then they take the slides, put them into a lunchbox like one of them little metal yeah, lunchboxes yeah. from back in the day. Uh, they'd clean up. They'd put all the shit that they were using to, like, do this whole thing. Everything would be cleaned, like, to laboratory standards. Everything would be put back in the cupboards. I believe David Ferry would be there supervising this whole thing. Uh, and Lee was there to help Judy do, complete this whole project. Um, and then Lee would... Return to the coffee company, the Riley Coffee or Standard or whatever. Judy would get on another bus and head to Mary Sherman's apartment. With the mail? With, with the, with the lunchbox. Yeah. Uh, she had a key to Mary Sherman's apartment, so whether Mary was there or not, Mary was usually at the, the that laboratory and mm-hmm. the, at the hospital or whatever, uh, working on whatever. She would go to Mary Sherman's apartment drop off these slides and uh, and then Mary Sherman would you know when she would come home for the night she would get them the next day she would take them and radiate these slides even more to see what kind of results they're, they're right. trying to weaponize this right. thing what the ultimate goal was to kill Castro okay? right. so right. there's your, your long and short of it I guess uh, it's kind of a long way to get to that point, but that's kind of the steps that were taken just to kill one fucking guy. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, but I think the the ultimate goal was more than just Castro. I think if they could weaponize it, th- there was other people that they were trying to get rid of. So, anyways, once they went through all 2,000 mice... Okay, what, so... Once they did all two thousand mice. Yeah, once they got uh, once they killed all two thousand mice, they decided to start working on monkeys. Uh, they killed a bunch of monkeys with this weaponization. Um, so they got the monkeys from South America, and uh, then uh, so basically you get to you kill the mice, you kill the monkeys. Now we got to try it on humans. Is we got to see before we try and send this shit off to Cuba. We got to make sure it works on humans. We got to make sure it works on a human. Where the fuck are you going to get a human? Uh, so your best option would be a criminal. Someone in Makes a sense. penitentiary. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe somebody on death row who really has... Nothing to gain, mm-hmm. nothing to lose. Right. Yeah. Uh, so they go to the Angola Penitentiary, which is... Uh, the where? Angola. Oh, Angola. Okay. Penitentiary. Uh, it's near the Mississippi border in Louisiana there. Okay. Um, they, they get a guy who's on death row. They get him to volunteer... Uh, under they didn't tell them what the fuck they were gonna do. They kind of gave them a different story. Like, hey, oh, of course. we're gonna test this vaccine. Are you willing to do it? 
it's they didn't say, hey, we're going to kill you, basically. Right. Or we're yeah. trying to see yeah. how quick we can kill you. You know what I mean? They're not going to tell, tell him that. We never agreed to it. Right. Uh, but he's already on death row. Eventually, he was going to die. die so, anyways, yeah. But they had, for humanity, or like, you know, the human rights sakes, they mm-hmm. have to get him to volunteer. So they get this guy to volunteer. Um, but they can't do it at the prison. Uh, and you don't really want to bring a prisoner to just a basic hospital. Right. So they're looking, okay, where's the nearest, like, mental hospital where you can do shit like this, where it's not going to seem abnormal that we're injecting somebody with something. Uh, he's agreed to do this test. You know I mean? You're trying to find a way. So there's a, this East Louisiana State Mental Hospital in Jackson, Louisiana, about four hours away from, like, New okay. Orleans or whatever. Uh so, um, what it is, okay, so basically, you've got Lee Harvey Oswald, David Ferry, and this guy named Clay Shaw, as well as a doctor uh, from the, uh, a doctor who's like from the mental institution. Okay. They uh, are going to rendezvous with the Department of Cor- Corrections van which would be transporting the prisoner the prisoner right. mm-hmm. uh they're going to rendezvous in um the fucking uh, Jackson Louisiana where the mental hospital they're right. gonna, they're right. going to meet up there but uh the the vehicle with Lee Harvey Oswald David Ferry and Clay Shaw get you know they're like waiting for the uh they're supposed to go to Clinton Louisiana to to the payphone there and wait for a phone call that the Department of Corrections van now has this guy and they're on their way to the thing and, and they'll meet up in that town then right. head into the mental institution property because it's obviously guarded because it's a fucking mental institution mm-hmm. and then they'll proceed with the whatever. Okay, well, while they're in Clinton, Louisiana, they got time to spare here. They've got right. a few hours before they're expecting a phone call. So, on that same day, in Washington, D.C., Martin Luther King's giving his I Have a Dream speech. Interesting. So, while he's giving a speech in D.C., because the like, black rights and all this shit they'd, uh, in the South was a big thing, now we're going to get, uh, let's register a bunch, a bunch of black people to vote and all this shit. Well, in Clinton, Louisiana, they, at the uh, Capitol or whatever, they decided they were going to have this big thing where they're going to let all these black people register to vote. Well, they got time to waste, and Lee Harvey Oswald's like, I'm not registered. I'm going to go over and fucking get registered. Now, so basically the whole reason I'm telling you this is it ties in as to how you link Lee Harvey Oswald and his Clay Shaw okay. together. Clay Shaw's a, a piece to the whole JFK assassination. Okay. Um, when, you know, Jim Garrison, mm-hmm. who is the... The guy in the JFK movie who's doing this whole big investigation. He was like the, what, the district attorney or, yeah. or he was something. He was the big investigator for all that. Um, so basically with Lee Harvey, this is how they connect Clay Shaw and Lee Harvey Oswald because when Lee Harvey Oswald got in that line to register, there's documentation showing that he registered on that day in that city and Clay Shaw, there are witnesses that saw them both together in that town while they're waiting to rendezvous with this Department of Corrections. Okay. That's the reason I'm telling you that piece. 
um, uh, ironically, or I think intentionally, the Warren Commission ignored that well, of course. piece of... And when they were interviewing people, they kind of ignored that information that had... Which, Warren Commission's a pile of shit. Nothing right, in that. Right. A, lot, a lot was ignored, a lot was left out of it. Okay. Uh, so, the Department of Corrections van and the Cadillac that uh, Lee Harvey Oswald, David Ferry, Clay Shaw, and this doctor, they convoy into the mental hospital uh, th- on the grounds... Ferry, who has experience in, with injections, he's the one that injected the prisoner. Um, then they have, they're basically going to wait 48 hours and see what's occurring. Is is this guy dying? Right. Is, take, the, is the weaponization, take. like, does he have this now? Uh, what's it going to take to activate, activate it? Because, mm-hmm. you know, the radiation has to activate this thing. Um, so... They basically going to give it forty eight hours. He's going to stay at this mental hospital, uh, but none of them know how to do blood testing and all that. But Judy knows how to do the blood test because that was part of her training. Mm-hmm. So forty eight hours later, they Lee Harvey Oswald goes and picks her up. So they basically leave this mental hospital, go back to New Orleans uh, a, a day later or two days later. Um, Lee Harvey Oswald brings Judy up. But they, uh, let's see, they, they stop in Jackson, Louisiana, which is where the uh, mental the hospital is at. Right. Um, but they have, they can only go in at a certain time. So they get to town early and they're kind of dicking around um, to not make it seem awkward or whatever or to kind of give them this, like, like they're not, kind of like give them a cover, mm-hmm. like a cover story. Like, we got to be seen here, so it's not like we just came and went to straight to this mental hospital. Right. Lee Harvey Oswald goes to this um, uh, barber, goes into the barber, doesn't need a haircut, but asks for a haircut, kind of gives them like a real light, because he didn't need a haircut, so it's like, you just got your haircut, but now you're going to go get a haircut again, mm-hmm. uh, which the barber thought was odd, and this barber was also interviewed by that Jim Garrison and all that. Now, when interviewed, this barber said, oh, there's a, it's weird because this woman was sitting in the car. And and then there's other people that saw them in this town and noticed this woman sitting in the car. Uh, Lee Harvey Oswald was married to this woman named Marina. Mm. But he's having an affair with Judy. Right. All the people, when, they were, when Jim Garrison was doing this investigation... All the people said it was this woman, so it was just assumed it yeah, was, was Marina. Right. When Marina was interviewed, she said, I have never been to Jackson, Louisiana, and I certainly was never there with Lee. So it only leaves Judy, right. and that's why they were there. Okay, so that kind of ties in Jim Garrison's investigation okay. with all this, all right? Um, uh, basically, Judy does the blood test starts to realize what it is they're doing. They're weaponizing this thing to kill. Because this, this prisoner died, basically. Um, Within the 48 hours? Or you don't know offhand? Well, that that part is unclear. Okay. He did die, though, and that's when she realized what it was they're actually doing. They're not trying to cure cancer. They're okay. trying to weaponize it. Right. Like, she was... She was thinking this whole time she's trying, she's doing all this shit to cure cure it. it. At that moment, she realized what they were doing. She decides, I don't agree with this. 
I'm going to write this letter to uh, that Dr. Alton Oshner. Now there was a... All this is being done verbally. Right. You do this, you, nothing in writing, because we don't need a paper trail. Yeah, she we can't have writes her. a letter to right. Dr. Alton Oshner That's a paper stating trail. all this shit. He flips the fuck out. Uh, we need to kill this bitch. Like, this is... Right. Like, you can't ha- we can't have this... He basically said, you're done. You're not ever going to work in the medical industry ever again. Your uh, free ride to college or to get your degree, Gun. done. Right. Everything's done. Says, you need to fucking, you're lucky. You're, oh no, he, he, so he's like, he just tells, like, that's it. David Ferry, because he's has more of a close working relationship with her. Right. He says, you're lucky. You're still alive. You need to go back to Florida, where she was from. And if you don't say shit about what you now know, you'll live. Right. The moment you talk, you're dead. You're dead. So go back to normal life and shut the fuck up. Basically, is the warning. Forget David. everything you ever heard. Yeah, yep. that's basically what David Ferry tells her. And uh, <clears throat> so, throughout this time, now this is kind of where we'll. We'll wrap it up. Judy ends up... So then, at this point, Lee Harvey Oswald goes on, uh, you know, with his life with his wife. Um, the kind of the affair kind of stops, but not really, because they secretly are in contact, Judy and Lee. Really? Okay. After... After this. Okay. So, and this is, like, leading up to, like, we're in 63. This is, like, six months before the uh, assassination of Kennedy. Um, so they secretly stay in contact, uh, Lee and Judy, mm-hmm. up until about, I think it was July, August of 63. So like a few months they were, they managed to continue their, but they weren't like fucking or anything. They were just like their phone conversations, right. like pay phones or whatever, where they couldn't really be traced and traced shit. and right. shit. But there was, so it was just conversation. It was not anything more than that like all the other extracurricular had stopped at that point when she was told you go get the fuck out right you go so but you got two people now that know because they're continuing to communicate communicate so now what lee maybe didn't know at one point what that they're weaponizing or he found out but he does he, he knew then they they knew he knew cia and all this shit uh so now you have judy who there's a chick, she's back in Florida. Shut the fuck up or you're dead. Right. You've got Lee Harvey Oswald, who, who is also involved in this, knows too much, but is in a perfect position to be set up as a patsy, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, put the blame on this guy. Uh, the other piece to why you would... I mean, which you can see in the movie JFK and other research. There's tons of reasons and groups that wanted JFK killed. Mafia, CIA, right. uh, the Cubans. I mean, there's lots of different people here that wanted him dead. And uh, so basically, throughout their, their little conversation up through like July, August of 63, um, Lee Harvey Oswald, and according to Judy who has since written a book okay. within the last, like, ten years or whatever. Okay, so she's still alive. So she's waited 
a long time. She'll do interviews. Really? But few and far between. And, like, she's old now, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, Lee Harvey Oswald told her at one point, this is according to her, that he found out that there was a plan to kill JFK. He told her this. And that he had suspicion because of how much he knew they that he suspected that they were somehow going to pin it on him, pin it on him in really? some way, shape, or form. But he he didn't like he he wanted to go, but he didn't know how to do it and keep his family safe because he had a wife in that marina right. and kids. And he didn't know how to leave with them. And they all be safe because he felt like if he was left with them, they would track them all down and kill them all. Right, makes and, sense. And and all that. So, uh, and then you you go into then he gets the job at the book depository and all this shit. And then the assassination happens. All these different shots from supposedly all these different angles, which we've covered many the times. smoking gun yeah. episode long ago, which that that whole theory could still be in play. Mm-hmm. But maybe not. I mean, the the book kind of goes into a different right and all this. But anyways, so basically, what you've got is it's kind of one of these things where you're killing eight birds with one stone. With one stone in the assassination of JFK, mm. you get rid of someone who all the, the mafia, the Cubans, the CIA, all these people were pissed at him. The global elite, the the, the big bankers. Who he was gonna audit the Fed? I mean, there's tons right. of people that wanted him dead. That's clear mm-hmm. in in all the research. So they wanted him dead. You you pin it on this guy who knows too much. You get rid of him then. Now you can keep this thing a whole th- this whole giant thing a secret. And then on top of that, that Mary Sherman who also knew right. too much. Uh, there's something with this accelerator. This uh, linear accelerator or particle, whatever the fucking thing that is. machine thing, yeah. Uh, that she was murdered also to keep her quiet um, because, like, she kind of, she, she knew, obviously, that they're weaponizing it. Right. But, you know, at some point you, most people can only do something bad for so long before their, their conscience yeah. starts to get involved. Yeah. And how, there's other how did people she get that, killed? Through the whole, uh, remember the disintegration and all that? Oh, that's right, the arm. It's that's something right. with the radiation. That's right, the um, arm and the ribs. Yeah, so, and the book was more into that, but you have to read the book for more explanation mm-hmm. to that. Or we can do like a part two at some point. Um, but that gets you up, that kind of explains how the polio vaccine was either intentionally, or according to this book, accidentally discovered uh, cancer, created a this virus that gives you the cancer virus, which can be passed down through your genetic makeup, your DNA, as you have kids, giving everybody this, and then what activates it is x-rays and radiation, which is why now we have so much cancer. But yet, all you hear about is, oh, we got to find a cure for cancer. Well, shouldn't the question originally have been, how the fuck did it start? Mm Mm-hmm. But yet, you've never heard of this Mary Sherman. Right. You've never heard of this Dr. Uh, Alton Oshner. Oshner, never heard of Judy. Uh, you would keep all these fucking people 
he would never tell people about this shit because once you do, you can start to unravel the mystery behind mm-hmm. how the fuck we have cancer and such insane things. And if right. I mean that's not to say everybody will get cancer, but I mean, we're talking high numbers here. The mm-hmm. high likeliness of and it's all because of the the polio thing. Did they weaponize it? Was this part of the ultimate goal was to control population from these these big bankers, this, these Rothschild, the Rockefellers, the uh, Morgans, you know what I mean? The, right. These big right. fucking, uh, this ruling elite, basically, the ones that are behind it all. Was this, or did this just happen? They just got lucky. I mean, obviously the weaponization was intentional, but right. was the initial, the, I mean, uh, the point is yeah. it, it kind of ties a lot of mysteries that we're still wondering about today kind of ties it all together mm-hmm. and it does the book does talk more about jfk's assassination and and the story continues to unravel like it's not done here but this is like yeah it's a good starting point it's it's insane yeah so much i didn't know about you know what i mean it's to me it's like uh when i first heard about this it's i don't know i i think i did a shit job trying to explain it but it's so much information, and I, I don't... It's not like I studied this shit for 20 years, like right. the guy that wrote this book. Right. He obviously can could go through it way better and quicker, probably. Yeah, and he's got a vested interest, too, because of his dad. Right, you know. and and having and known this lady. Her, yeah, yeah. But to tie all that in, and all these people, as to where they were at different points, and the shit that they knew, and to give you even more of a backstory with JFK, like, mm. it's crazy. It's surprising that they didn't kill anything. Judy. It is. Just because, it's, even though she kept this quiet. Guy, the, the author's not dead. Mm. Or they haven't killed him. But How long has this book been out? A while. Really? Like, I mean, here, let go back to... Back to uh, on the right fucking page. It's right there, the second one. I wanted to go to that right here. Um, the book came out in 2014. Okay, two years. So, but this isn't a book you're hearing about on CNN and no. all that. No. So, Ed Haslam wrote the book, Dr. Mary's Monkey. Obviously, if you're curious, you want to read this book, just go to uh, thearyman.com, click the sponsor tab, Amazon banner. Once you're at Amazon, put in Edward Haslam. It's H-A-S-L-A-M. That's his last name. And Dr. Mary's Monkey, or it'll probably pop up if you just put in his name. Um, he's got that book, and then there's, uh, he has another one. There's another book by him that he wrote in 95 about this. Let's see, I forget what it's called. It's only showing the one. Yeah, it's only showing the one, but I, I know there's another one. Oh, wow, Judy wrote a book. There, yeah, that's was, the one you were talking I'm going to get to that in a second. It, yeah, here there it is. It's right there. Mary, Fairy, and the... And, and Fairy is spelled F-E-R-R-I-E. It's not like a fairy in the jungle or the... You know. So, Mary, Fairy, and the Monkey Virus, The Story of an Underground Medical Laboratory. So, that's a book he wrote in 95. Now, that is fucking expensive as fuck yeah, to get that. That's a hard book to get unless you want to spend the money. The other ones are, you know, around probably... 
you can get them under twenty bucks, yeah. basically. Um, and then Judy has written two books herself. The first one, Me and Lee: How I Came to Know, Love, and Lose Lee Harvey Oswald. Oh, and by the way, uh, she watched this Lee Harvey Oswald, who she was in love with, even though he was married and all this, but was c- kind of carrying on this secret affair. She watched him get shot on TV, knowing he was completely fucking innocent. Right. And so, like, she went into some, like, post-traumatic... But anyway, she talks about all that in her book, Me and Lee. And she also wrote another one that's just came out not that long ago called David Ferry. That's F-E-R-I-E as the last name. It's the mafia plot, participant in anti-Castro bioweapon plot, friend of Lee Harvey Oswald, and key to the JFK assassination. Uh, that one has just come out. Oswald was also in 2014. That's not just to come out. <laughs> well, it's so th- basically these these people have decided we're going to break our fucking silence. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, but these also aren't they're not getting like uh, mass media attention. You know what I mean? Right. You've still never heard of any of these people, yet they exist. If you go back and look at the uh, Warren Commission and all these things. These people are named, right? But skip right how, over. How them. much it's named about them? They're all passed over. Mm-hmm. And the way I the way I take it in doing this is to me it fills in a lot of holes. It gives a lot of explanation and it explains a lot more. Have you heard any other explanation as to how cancer got created? They, it's nope. like they act like they have no fucking clue how yep. this shit started or Just how happened. it how it yeah. continues to happen. But they're going to find a cure. Mm-hmm. No, they've got a cure. They're not using it. There's too much money in it, but they don't want you to know how it started. This is how it started. Yeah. This is and this is it, it's it's been weaponized. The second you go, it's not to say that you go in a get an X-ray and it'll instantly, you know, start. But right. if you if your grandparent was given one of the uh, the fucked up vaccines, because there were vaccines that kind of worked, and then there was were ones that worked, and then there were ones that were basically weaponized. If your grandparents got one that was weaponized, and that shit was passed down, your parents got it, yeah. and you got it, your kids would get it, so, and this will continue. So you will see whole entire families... They will all eventually die from cancer. And you'll see other families that have no issues. Mm-hmm. That's because you can follow it. Right. Literally, you could go back and follow it. If they had a tracking thing as to what sugar cube you took, that was, if they had, like, track, you know what I mean? Yeah. You could literally follow it. And you will see entire families die. Whole family lines. Mm-hmm. So when you sit there and say, oh, well, aunt whoever died, well, they're mom or dad probably died from cancer and their kids will all die from cancer and so on and so forth because it's in the fucking genetics and blood right. st- and it's in the passing down it's in- it's insane dude that is yeah it's fucking nuts. that is murdering people when they could have prevented it yeah so i apologize for the uh hard way of ex- trying to explain this whole story to get you to this point yeah, it worked though but hopefully the people that are listening and you got the gist of it, and I would say your best bet is go get these books, read them, mm-hmm. and learn more because this is your... That's crazy. This explains a lot. Yeah. And, uh... Jesse Ventura helped her, huh? Yeah. 
uh, with the David Ferry book. Yeah. Jesse Ventura has interviewed Judy uh, a couple years ago. Really? When she first came out with the, uh, well, not, I think when she first came out with this book, because it seemed like it was about two or three years ago when he interviewed her. And I heard that a long time ago, and she's talking about the me and Lee. And Jesse Ventura will go on, if you ever listen to him, he goes on and says, all oh, the explanation to JFK assassinations in the Me and Lee book. And have you ever heard, you know, he goes on and on about this. Mm. And, uh, you know, I kind of was like, yeah, it's interesting, but I never got the book or whatever. And then I heard of this at Haslam and the whole mm. connection of polio to cancer and all that. That's pretty crazy. That interested me. So I was like, I got to look more into this. And I looked into it and then I was like, took a bunch of notes. I was like, I, I at least got to get this much out. Mm-hmm. And... You know, and there's also if you go to YouTube if you just type in Ed Haslam or Edward Haslam, there's tons of videos of other interviews and things that he's done. So if you want to hear it right from his mouth, instead of the crackpot <laughs> version that I gave, but right. I mean, I reach people that I guarantee you most listeners that we reach have never even fucking heard any of this shit. Just like I never you have, yeah. So now I've given you the tool. Go out, learn for yourself. And start telling people, because the more people that find this shit out, go get these books, the more we're chipping away at exposing the truth, the bigger thing here. Mm-hmm. And that's ultimately the goal of this. So, cool. go forth and conquer. Thank you. And there you have it. What do you think? Once again, I want to apologize. I uh, stumbled through some of them notes, but uh, we made it. We made it through. Uh, obviously, you want to know more about how... Uh, a, a little bit more about the, the assassination. Maybe you don't give a shit about the JFK assassination. Um, obviously, get his book, Dr. Mary's Monkey. That's the name of the book. Um, and... Uh, yeah, you go to drmarysmonkey.com, spelled out D-O-C-T-O-R-M-A-R-Y-S-M-O-N-K-E-Y.com, and you can get the book there. Uh, you can get them signed, hardcover or softcover. All the other links, check it all out. Uh, obviously, you get the book, you're going to get the information directly from him. I did my best. Like I said, I, I, I've given you the key. Now you can go open all the doors and do the research further research for yourself um i can only break it down so much there's so much to this story and there's a lot i had to leave out because i'm, I'm not trying to give every little tiny detail but um i think overall like i said at the beginning this fills in a lot of those gaps and holes that maybe you didn't have filled in before and when you get the book you even more of the gaps and holes will be filled in. And I think Ed has has done wonders and and I can't uh, I can't thank him enough because once I got a hold of this this book and this information, like shit really started making sense. Like I've always I, th- I thought I've had, you know, the 
JFK assassination figured out. And but I never knew how cancer was created. I had ideas, and I had you know, but I've never questioned polio because it's not been anything I've ever had to worry about, and and all this stuff. And it's crazy how it kind of all connects. Everything really connects, and I think the more you fill in these gaps, the more you can really start painting this picture, and, and it all really starts to make sense. All the dots fully connect, and now you're starting to see the big picture of everything, and you just see how corrupt it is. And uh, by spreading this information uh, to everybody, you are going to start opening everybody's eyes, and we'll be able to... Once everybody's eyes are opened, or at least we become aware of this shit, everybody can start then questioning. And it's not just one person, just not not just that one canary in the mind. It's twenty canaries in the mind, and then sixty canaries, and and so on and so forth. Just like how uh, the polio vaccine injected all these people, and throughout the years, more and more, 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 all have cancer. We can do the same thing with spreading this information. One person spreads it to another, which spreads it to another. And maybe we can get to millions. And once we all, or at least a bigger majority, are, uh, are raising the alarm with this shit, shit's going to get done. And, and we're going to start to, uh, you know, the people that created this shit, that are behind it all, that, that are funding this insane... Uh, murdering of people we're going to get to the bottom of them. they're going to they're going to uh they're going to have to pay the price which they should these people are getting away scot free right now uh weaponizing this insane shit and then basically giving it to every american it's crazy um anyways if you have any uh thoughts suggestions concerns ideas for future think tanks uh go ahead and email me thinktankpod at gmail.com or you can tweet at me at the think tank pod um, yeah do that you, you you know the sponsors the areaman.com sponsor tab amazon banner phoenixbeardoils.com enter promo code d2r 10% off your entire order and a free sample yeah that'll do it um, hope you enjoyed this episode share it share it with everybody um, this is how we get the word out Go get uh, Ed's book. It's, uh, yeah, you'll get a lot more out of the book. And uh, and then there's, like I said, there's a bunch of links and, and not links, but videos and shit on YouTube. Just search his name. Just Google the name or go to YouTube and put his name in. And uh, there's a plethora of information out there. Hear it right from him. Uh, it's a little bit more detailed. Or if you want to read the book, get the book. You'll get a lot more out of it. But uh, like I said, this is just a key to uh, get it out there, get the information out there so that you can go forth and uh, pursue it. So, we're all in this fight. Let's do it. We're going to win this thing. And, uh, yeah, enough pep talk. See you next week.
listening to the D2R Podcast Network, brought to you by Dream to Reality Entertainment. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the D2R Podcast Network on iTunes. Give us a rating and leave us a comment. We'd really appreciate it. Your word of mouth is our only advertising, so please do us a solid. Share us with everyone you know. Thanks for listening.